0: I want to read the passage. Uh, would you join me uh, standing, by standing and receive of the Word? Uh, today's text is from book of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. On the evening of the first day of the week... When the disciples were together with the doors knocked for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone in anyone." His sins, they are forgiven. If we do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. This is the word of Lord. You may said it. Jesus is risen. Indeed. Indeed, He is risen from the Lord, from, from the death. Uh, let me ask this question. Let me begin this message with this question. Who was or who were the first witness of a risen Christ? Anyone know? Who was the first one this? Girl named Mary, right? Magdalene, right? And actually there were ladies, other ladies, like Mother of James, Maria named Mother of James. And Salome was another person, right? And if, let's say, if I want to create religion called Christianity and try to make this resurrection story. I mean, this is not really what happened, but try to make this fake resurrection story. I would not include Mary as a first witness. Because back in those days, in Norman's court, women didn't allow to witness. And they didn't give them much. Credibility to women in, back in New Testament time. So if I want to create a religion, I would never put Mary as a first witness. But she was, right? It indicates it was a historical event. Because that's what happened. Jesus rose from the dead. He appeared himself to Mary. Women's. And today's text, Jesus not only appeared to the ladies, but he appeared himself to the disciples, 11 disciples. Actually, it was a 10, because Thomas wasn't there. When you look at the book of John, he wasn't there. I guess he was busy doing something else. And when you think about disciples, think about them. They, they followed Jesus for three years. They left their home, maybe their household, their job, and they followed Jesus for three years. Yet, his master, his teacher, died among the criminals. Die like helpless guy. They thought he's gonna bring some, he, he, they thought he's gonna build a kingdom over Roman Empire. They thought he's gonna bring like Messianic kingdom. So, at least they will have maybe a job with Jesus Christ. Yet, this Jesus died like a helpless criminal. So, they were discouraged. They got tired. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, they were like really tired. They were out of gas. And at that moment, Jesus appeared himself to the disciple, And this is the text how he restored them. There are steps. I want to, this is a very brief message since this is a brief passage. Meserakti Christ, Jesus, visited where they were. Let's look at the verse once again. On the evening of that first day of the week, that is the day that he rose from the dead, right? You know, pure himself to Mary, Magdalene. And when the disciples were together with the doors knocked, for fear of the Jews, he came, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. I love this script. Jesus came. You know what? Jesus visited, resurrected Christ, visited where disciples were. Don't you have the moment in your life, at night, you are really tired? Physically, emotionally, really tired, yet you can't really sleep, falling into sleep? We have the moments like that, right? At that kind of moment, they were emotionally like bankrupt. They were spiritually really dry, drained. And that's the moment Jesus Christ is visiting us. We tend to think we chose Christ. That's not true. Think about that. You know, we tend to think, I'm a church goer. You know, I go to church by my own decision. That's not really true. Having a faith means it was God who visited us. It was his selection. It was his choice, right? Do you agree with me? Yeah, it is. It wasn't really my initiation. It was his initiation. He visited us. Just like Jesus visited his disciples, they closed the door. You know, when you look at the, the Greek context, the letter means they closed every door, not only one door, but every single door. And they were, were afraid. At that moment, Jesus Christ is visiting them. Christ is visiting us. Maybe you are here today. You, I mean, Easter Sunday, someone invite me, so I want to maybe go to church. Maybe he came without an expectation. You know, that can be the moment. They didn't really have, you know, expect Jesus to appear to them, but at that moment, Jesus visited them. And he said, peace be with you. Don't you love that? You know, his very first word was, shalom. This is what he said. Peace be with you. Shalom is a common greeting word. When you meet somebody, shalom. When you say bye, shalom. When you visit someone's house, shalom. They love this expression, shalom, shalom, shalom. But Jesus' shalom was very different. Because he rose from the dead, was very first word. Because, you know, Jesus is the only one who can give a true peace. Can you say amen to that? No one can give us peace except Jesus, because he's the Prince of Peace, right? He came. He said, Shalom. You know what? Uh, Jesus' crucifixion, his death and his resurrection, his ascension, complete this peace. Remember what Jesus said? When I leave, counselor, my helper will come. He is the Holy Spirit. When He comes, it's going to be better for you guys. He is abiding each individual, right? Holy Spirit. He is the God of fellowship. Do you know that? So whenever I do benediction, we claim the name of the Holy Spirit who is the God of fellowship. He is the one who creates peace. He is the one who holding us in His peace. Spirit of peace. Shalom. If I were Jesus, I would I'd probably say, how could you? How could you run away? When I need the most. I was so lonely. Woo! You know, I probably would say that. But Jesus didn't, right? He didn't rebuke them. He didn't ridicule them. He didn't try to correct them. He simply said, shalom. You know what that means? You know what? Everything's going to be all right. That's what that means. Shalom means, don't worry. Sometimes we do worry about our future, right? We do worry. Disciples, they worry. What's going to happen? Are we going to be like Jesus Christ? You're going to capture and die and crucify? They, they close every doors because of fear. But Jesus, hey, don't worry. I'm God. I'm risen Christ. I want to take you of your life. That's the message. That's the shalom means. Do you have this text here? I love this nuke's account on Peter's. You know, Peter denies Jesus three times, right? Peter replied, man, I don't know what you are talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crowed today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and went bitterly. You know, it was like a ah, trial court. St. were people talking here and there. Jesus was there, and his heart was toward this, his beloved disciple, Peter, outside. Outside of the court. Peter was cursing Jesus. I don't know this guy. What are you talking about to the little girl? And when he finished the statement, he and Jesus had eye contact. Like, you know, like Andrew sitting there, right, in the, in, the, in the bag, and Jesus was looking at him straight. Did I tell you? Shame on you. Did I tell you you're going to so me three times? It wasn't like that. You know, the reason Peter went outside and beat Peter and he repented? Because he remembers how much he loved him. He was like saying, Hey, Peter, I understand. I understand. I understand. That changed his life. 180 degrees. <laughs> He's saying to us, I understand. I know you. I know your weakness. I know what you are going through. This is my prayer on this Easter Sunday 2019. I hope and you and I can meet risen Christ who is saying, Hey, peace be with you. And, and he showed them his hands and side. What's that mean? When you look at the Luke's account, uh, Jesus showed his hand and feet. But in John, it says hand and side. Which one is right? Both of them are right. Because he showed them hands and foot and side. But John emphasized side. Why? Because it was a big hole. John tried to tell the audience, he really died and he came back to life. Some of them, you know, he didn't really die 100%. And there was actually a soon theory. It it was popular in the 19th and 18th centuries. He didn't really fully die, but he woke up. That's how people believed. (laughs) There are some people out there like that. They They don't try to buy into this resurrection. John is trying to say, hey, you know what? What you see is not a ghost. You know, when Jesus appeared to them, was, Jesus was telling them, hey, hey you're not seeing ghosts. You're not, you're not, you know, this is not illusion. You're not seeing illusion, okay? It's me. You see my hands. You see my side. I'm real. Christianity is a reality. We tend to think it is like some myth, some, some story, hallucination, some illusion. No, no, no. It is reality that's what he's trying telling us on this easter sunday he's telling hey look at me look at my hand look at my side and also it indicates it shows how much he loves us hey this is how much i love you this is how much i love you you know i think one of our problems that we have Though we are educated, though we have a, a, a lot materially, I think our problem is we have low self-esteem. I, I met so many Christian brothers and sisters who have low self-esteem. That's why we try to prove ourselves. So we drive, 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 drive to the point where we just totally get exhausted. Please accept me. But crying out to our parents and spouse and you know, parents, you know, members and friends. and Please accept me. You don't, have to, you don't have to prove yourself because you're already proven. Because Christ already proved how precious you are. That's the message. He died on the cross like this. Hey, you matter this much to me. That's the message. I love you this much. Look at my hand. Look at my scar. Look at my side. This is how much I love you. That is my prayer. Open prayer that you may meet, risen Christ. Not only know by our knowledge, but actually see him, receive him. And this is, I think, it's an amazing thing. Uh, that's that's the uh, passage that he showed his side and uh, hands the Jesus sending disciples. Look at the verse 21. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. I think this is like outrageous statement. Wow. How can you say that, Jesus? Just as God sent you to us to save humanity, you are sending us to save rest of them? That's what they mean, right? Like, Wow. I don't really get it. You know, none of, none of the disciples, they believe in themselves. None of them. They know how weak they are. So, I mean, Jesus, what are you talking about? I don't even believe in myself. How can you trust me? How can you believe in me? That trust turned these disciples. That trust made these disciples bold enough to preach the good news so that billion of people today professing their faith in Christ. This ordinary, not even ordinary folks, 11 of them, they changed the world upside down because Jesus believed in them. You know what? God is sending us. God is sending you to your school, to your community, to your workplace, Whatever God is sending us? God is sending us. That was my prayer last week. You know, I met two pastors last week. One a close friend of mine, mid-50. The other pastor was late 70, but he was still active. I was like, "Wow, yeah, late 70, you're very active. He goes like, you know places and oversee and evangelize people and all that. After fellowship, I realized they are having great life. They are enjoying their life. And that was my that became my prayer. Lord, I want our congregations. Actually, I thought about not you guys, but I thought about KM because you know they're getting old. That's 50, 60, 70s, they're getting old. That was my prayer, Lord. I want them to truly enjoy their lives. Not just, you know. Visiting or touring or playing golf. Or, I'm, I'm not against you know, playing golf or anything. But you know, let them just be used by your Lord. As you send them as a missionary. You know what? We are all called to be missionaries. Can you say amen to that? We are all called to be missionaries. That's the life that really counts. That's the life that God really be delighted. God is sending us. God is sending disciples. And last point. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And this is the key to be sent by Jesus Christ and impact whatever the task God is calling us to do. With our own strength, That's impossible. We cannot do anything. I mean, but with the Holy Spirit, God called each one of us. To be his, his ambassador. You guys are in you know, a witness for him, right? We may have a different job, different gift. But God wants to be glorified you. But the key is Holy Spirit, it's not us. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, we're studying the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Do we have this passage here? Yeah, we do have that. Jesus said to the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Spirit. We know after they received the Holy Spirit, they became bold and powerful with this. We know that, right? Holy Spirit came upon them on the Pentecost. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to spread the gospel you know, with boldness, right? That's the key. That is my prayer for Easter 2019. Lord, I want us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God is visiting us today and telling us, Showing us how much we matter to Him. And He's sending us. And He's going to pour us Holy Spirit. If we have faith. Please join me in prayer. I want to ask you this question as we uh, summoning ourselves in prayer. Do you need restoration today? You know what? Jesus wants to meet you where you are today. God is so gentle. He is so loving. He wants to encourage you today. He wants to show you how much He loves you today. He wants to give you a new reason to live. For that reason, He sent the Holy Spirit. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, God can do something beautiful through us. Would you simply come to the Lord? And would you offer yourself to the Lord? It only requires simple surrendering, simple render to Him. Then He's going to pour out His Spirit, His love upon us. As we prepare this communion today, I want you to honestly Offer you a prayer to the Lord. He want to meet you where you are today. Lord God, send the Holy Spirit upon us, that the bread which we break may be to us the communion of the body of Christ, and the cup which we bless, the communion of His blood. Grant that, being joined together in Him, we may attain to the unity of faith and grow up in all things. Unto him, who is the head, Christ our risen Lord. For I receive from the Lord what I also pass it on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, "This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me." In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, "This cup is new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever we drink it." in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord has prepared this table for all who love him and trust in him alone for their salvation. All who are truly sorry for their sins, who sincerely believe in the Lord Jesus as their Savior and who desire to live in obedience to him, And now invited to come with gladness to the table of the Lord. And if you're ready, please come forward.